Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Oh, my Lord, the weekend right around the corner and so much more NFL to get to. Kyler Murray, is he the next quarterback that is going to be on the move? What about DK Metcalf, the next wide receiver, potentially on the move soon? We've got it all in a big, big day today in Cleveland. It is Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's not waste any time. Let's roll. Here we go. Go, go. Only one place to start. And the Duke Blue Devils have done it again for the 23rd time in school history. The 17th under Mike Krzyzewski. The Blue Devils are going to the Elite Eight. And the run for Coach K continues. He's not done yet. It is absolutely setting up for Duke to make this the storybook ending that three-quarters of America hates and maybe 15% of America loves, Courtney. Let's get to some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Look, I'm not surprised in the least that they won the game, but I am um, a little bit surprised that as we're watching Coach K here, He's chewing on the scenery a little bit, Courtney. He is making this a little bit more about him than I would have anticipated when you're watching all of the gyrations on the sideline and the fist pump at the end. Oh, my Lord. This is going to get more sickening by the day. I mean, for anybody who hates Duke, yes. And for those who don't want to see a storybook ending potentially come to fruition, get ready. Um, I mean... (laughs) The, what happened last night, and I think the officiating in the first game with Gonzaga losing and, you know, their star Chet Holmgren fouling out with, you know, early in the second or midway through the second half, that was tough to watch. And that's kind of taken center stage here. You and I talked about it on Greeny earlier in the week, and I know we talked about it over the weekend that, you know, these refs have really inserted themselves into the narrative of this entire tournament and I was really glad to see that not happen in the Duke game last night because you know that if there was some controversial call, if there was some moment that would have given Duke an advantage, that all of the anti-Duke people would be raining down today. So, I mean, I look at this, Chris, and I feel like this wasn't just a great starting five, and you need that in, the, in, in men's college basketball to get far in the tournament. This was on coaching from yeah. Coach K and the decision for them to go zone, which is something that they don't typically do defensively. In a lot of ways, that's what led them to win the game last night. And I think that it takes great players, but it also takes great in-game adjustments to be able to do such a thing like that when you are playing against an experienced team like Texas Tech. Well, here he is after the game on his team growing. God bless him. What a great, great group these kids the They've they've grown up so much in, in the last last twelve days. It's uh, such a such a joy. It's it's an amazing thing. I will say this: perhaps, just perhaps, we all looked past everything that had happened during the regular season to get themselves to a position where they were a number two overall seed. Like we can't forget that's where they're seated in the in the West region. And it still speaks to how good of a team they are. And that loss to Carolina, 
on the night, as I heard Seth Greenberg call it this morning, it was more of an event when Coach K played his, uh, coached his final game at Cameron Indoor, and there's 100 former players there, than it was an actual game. So maybe, just maybe, we forgot that this is still a very talented Duke team along the way. Yeah, and I, I know with this lineup, which you have multiple NBA players that are going to be leaving in the not-too-distant future, it's kind of hard to get behind that if you are not already on the Duke bandwagon because it's the one-and-done era, and I think that people just kind of get turned off by that, especially in the month of March when you want to see you know, the teams that aren't built on superstar recruiting power get further in the tournament than you know, the Blue Blood programs like Duke, like Kansas, like UCLA. Um, you know, there's a lot of blue bloods right now. It's kind of crazy that we talk about this month of March and Cinderella stories, but look who's already headed to the Elite Eight. Yep, and like, next. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. And next, it's Arkansas for Duke to try to get Coach K to a Final Four in his last year in, Ch- uh, in uh, Durham. Now... That is Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Our thanks to Westwood One and the NCAA Radio Network for the glorious call of the end of the Duke win. But we shift over to some football. The Cleveland Browns are trading with the Houston Texans and acquiring quarterback Deshaun Watson. My Browns finally care about winning. That's all we've been about for 20 years. So, Courtney, today we finally hear from Deshaun Watson. Yesterday, a second a possible grand jury or a second grand jury declined to charge Deshaun Watson with possible crimes or or any other uh, sort of uh, charges in Texas on any of his uh, other incidents that have happened, one other incident that had happened from another accuser, but again, charges not filed. So we're going to hear from him today at his introductory, introductory press conference in Cleveland I don't expect to hear anything that's going to satisfy anyone. Nobody is going to come out of it particularly happy. I think the Browns fans who, as we just heard one of them, care simply about winning, that's all they're thinking about right now, and they won't particularly care about the news conference. And any of us that are thinking much beyond that are not going to hear much remorse today for anything that's happened because we haven't heard it so far. I really am curious how this is going to be handled from, you know, a public relations standpoint because Cleveland knows why this is going to be such a widely attended event by the media. It's not just bringing in a franchise quarterback who could potentially get you over the hump and somebody that earned a $230 million fully guaranteed deal, the first of its size and kind in the NFL. There's a lot of questions and a lot of, of answering that has to be done by Deshaun Watson, but also Dee and Jimmy Haslam, they're going to be hosting a Zoom, I believe, later in the afternoon, which you know they will not be there in person, but they will be addressing, at least we think, questions on that Zoom. Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski, there's a lot of things that need to be asked today, and I really wonder how long are, Cle- are Cleveland's you know communications professionals that are going to be playing moderator here going to let this go on because you know that this could be 30 straight minutes of questions to Deshaun Watson about what had happened during his time in Houston and the allegations set forth by 22 women 
that are now civil, that are still civil lawsuits. He was not convicted of a crime two weeks ago today when the grand jury in Texas on the first criminal char- set of criminal charges did not convict him. But what about the one that came out yesterday? I mean, the Cleveland Browns, according to Kimberly Martin, ESPN NFL insider, knew about the second criminal charge that was filed in Brazoria County, uh, you know, in, in Houston yesterday. So I'm curious what he's going to say about that. But you're right, Chris, we're not going to hear anything about anything that could potentially like incriminate Deshaun Watson. He's going to be smart enough not to talk about it. I just wonder how he's going to be able to dance around a subject matter this big, knowing that football is secondary on the minds of reporters today. And they want, you know, people want to know why this team is willing to hedge so much to sign somebody who still has, you know, 22 civil, civil lawsuits pending and hanging over yeah. him at this point. And look, I, I just don't expect to be satisfied in any way. And, you know, it continues to kind of mystify me when we talk about all the due diligence. All right. If they knew about it. Okay. And they were still comfortable that he wasn't going to get charged. Okay. But as we hear from Jake Trotter, ESPN uh, NFL Browns reporter on SportsCenter last night, it's not like they went out and dug terribly deep to even the attorney of the 22 women involved here. Busby told me that the Browns did not reach out to him, but if they had, he would have answered their questions. He would have gone over the cases with them. And if they had asked, he would have made some of the plaintiffs available to the team uh, similar to the way he did with the NFL investigation, provided the women were okay with that. So it'll be interesting to see how the Browns uh, respond to that and on what basis uh, they have to call their investigation, in their words, extensive, uh, whenever they have Deshaun Watson's introductory press conference. Uh, and not to get too inside, you touched on it. Normally, I would think that in a situation like this, if you felt like all of the details and everything of an incident were behind you or of incidents were behind you, you may just want to do the one press conference and get it all out there and let him answer any question that is going to be there. Kind of a till-they-drop situation, right? I don't think that's going to be it at all. I I think, I I mean, you as a veteran reporter here, what are you expecting today? I am expecting he will come out. It will be a very crowded media room in Cleveland. And he will read a statement and say it's an ongoing situation, so he can't address any of the like specifics. He's going to try to keep this as general as possible, and I am focused on being the best version of myself that I can be for the Cleveland Browns, and I look forward to starting, you know, restarting my career, considering he took the 2021 season off and still got paid somehow. Um, that's where it's going to go today. You're not going to get a lot of clarity on what had happened and the last – you know, 12, 13 months for Deshaun Watson. That's I really lo- don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be a lot more interesting to hear what Can you mean. Can you plead the fifth in a press conference? Is, uh, that, is that, like, We've acceptable? heard plenty of people <laughs> basically do that before. So I think that's pretty much, you know, may, while, it may, while he may not say it directly, that's what we all expect. But I, I think you're right. What happens from Jimmy or what comes from Jimmy Haslam and D. Haslam today, that's going to be a whole lot more interesting than the words that actually come and from what, Deshaun Watson. And what today. are they willing to say? Exactly. Like, are they going to have a situation, too, on Zoom, which, you know, it's different. Face-to-face communication, in-person press conferences, you get a far different feel for body language and for an overall pretense heading into it than you do over Zoom. So are they going to be forthcoming and answering honest questions or questions honestly? 
time will tell. And I'm really curious to see what comes out of that. This has been Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We are just getting started. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Well, we may not expect to hear a whole lot of truth later on today. But yesterday, boy, we did hear a whole lot of truth in one answer from an NFL superstar that you're going to want to hear in just moments. Chris and Courtney just getting the ball rolling on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Cleveland Browns are trading with the Houston Texans and acquiring quarterback Deshaun Watson. I am totally fine with putting this guy on board as your quarterback. I will root for this quarterback because I can separate the moral from the football player. Let us head out to the phone right now and welcome in ESPN NFL insider Jeremy Fowler. Jeremy, first of all, just separate fact from fiction for us here on what the situation was with the Browns and the potential about the second charge that ended up not happening How much did they know going in? How much did they not know going in? Has there been anything that has surprised them so far? Yeah. Uh, Well, Chris, a grand jury in Brazonia County uh, in the Texas area was was deciding whether or not to indict Deshaun Watson. Uh, The Browns, I'm told, knew that was coming, or at least that deliberation was coming, uh, and Deshaun's lawyer had kept the team abreast as they were going through their own investigation as to whether to trade for Deshaun. And, uh, you know, the, the expectation was the result last night, which was uh, they, they have declined to indict him. And so the, the team was actually waiting to announce the press conference for Deshaun and to pass his physical and to officially make him a Cleveland Brown. They were sort of waiting on, on that to, to conclude uh, in that county before they proceeded with any sort of real business with Deshaun uh, outside of just agreeing to terms of the trade. So everything was on hold this week. He's now in Cleveland. He's gotten his physical. Uh, the trade has officially gone through. He's signed his contract. Uh, and now, you know, really he's been prepping for this press conference because the Browns and Watson know that it's very important. Chris and I were talking about that, Jeremy, and what we expect to hear and really not hear 
from Deshaun Watson, Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski, and then the Haslam's having their separate Zoom later in the afternoon. You know, what is the expectation from people that you've talked to about how much Deshaun Watson is going to want to talk about this, or is he planning to try to skirt around a very heavy subject matter that he's going to inevitably be asked about? Yeah, Courtney, it's an interesting balance that uh, Deshaun and the Browns will have to find because, you know, I think the morning is because the civil cases are still ongoing, that there's no clarity there on any sort of ruling, uh, you know, that, that Deshaun can point to that if it, when it comes to details on his case and say that that's an ongoing uh, case and that he can't, uh, he can't disclose it. Now, um, you know, you would hope, and, and I'm sure the Browns media – We'll get into this that uh, that there's some sort of um, you know addressing of, of you know the morality of it all and uh, you know why he believes he's innocent um, you know how he plans to repair his image and, and just some of those themes are, are going to have to be hit uh, so you know I, I imagine they have a, a strategic plan on that you know you hope for the more disclosure the better so that you know Browns fans and people around the NFL can be really more informed on the whole situation because he hasn't spoken. Uh, publicly at all for more than a year. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL Insider, joining us. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. Jeremy, uh, apparently later in the day, Jimmy Haslam and his wife Dee are supposed to have a Zoom as well with reporters. Would we expect to hear anything different than we would have gotten out of their statement last week? Hmm. Possibly. I mean, Jimmy Haslam has been... Um, you know, he's had his moments of candor in press conferences. I don't think he's going to hide behind it, um, but I don't know if he'll have all that much more to say, you know, because they can sort of, uh, you know, be camouflaged by the fact that the case is ongoing and, you know, they can say they don't want to get into that. Um, I'm sure they'll get into the mechanics of why they decided to, to trade for him, um, what kind of player on and off the field they believe they're getting, what kind of ambassador will he be for Cleveland, or if that's even possible. Um, you know, that's, I, I would imagine the Cleveland media is uh, you know, ready to go on this one uh, with some tough questions that, that really everybody deserves. Switching gears to a, to a deal that just took place the other day after Tyreek Hill ended up getting traded to the Miami Dolphins, and we'll, we'll touch on that in a minute, but I can't really wrap my head around Marquez Valdez-Scantling getting a three-year, $30 million contract from the Kansas City Chiefs with up to $36 million guaranteed. I mean, the wide receiver market in free agency, Jeremy, was not like super loaded and I was just are you as shocked as I am that he got a deal of this size or was it and was this a panic move from Kansas City after losing out on Hill um you know I I can't say I was shocked on this one because I I had actually heard he was aiming for a big number and was gonna probably hit it um yeah I think he was trying to get more in the 12 to 14 range and that wasn't going to happen but you know when you have legit 4-3 speed like he does, even though he doesn't have big numbers in the receptions, like speed pays in a big way. And so, uh, and I think some teams, there, there are a lot of uh, machinations going on here, but some of it is like the wide receiver market for extensions is so crazy right now with guys getting 20, 20 plus million dollars a year, and they're not even really considered top 10 players in some cases at their position. Um, you know, I think teams figure, hey, why don't I go sign a free agent um, who's maybe 60% as good, but will cost, you know, maybe 40% less. Um, you know, Russell Gage, 
not a huge name, got $10 million a year with Tampa. So, um, you know, it's just a supply and demand thing. Some of these teams feel like maybe they can't fill the need they need, uh, they need to in the draft. And so, you know, they're, they're willing to pay the price for it. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, Alan Robinson ended up doing pretty well, although I don't think he hit the number he wanted to. He probably all along wanted to be in that 18 to 20 range, uh, was in that kind of $16 million range. So I think depending on the player, it did vary, but, but the speed definitely pays. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL Insider, joining us on ESPN Radio. Chris and Courtney in for Greeny today. All right, Jeremy, how do the Seahawks approach the DK Metcalf extension possibility after we have seen all of this play out with Tyreek Hill and where the numbers are now reaching for wide receivers? Yeah, this one's fascinating because I don't get the impression that they're shopping him at all. And they've made clear to DK and his representatives that they don't plan to trade him. Now, if a major offer comes in, does that change? Quite possibly. I mean, this is a team that is going to try to stay competitive, certainly. Uh, but there's a bit of a reset going on, too, here. And, and I think they're trying to clean up their cap space a little bit. And the numbers are shocking. Let, you know, make no mistake about it. DK did not have a great last season, too. Uh, but you know what he's capable of, and you know he belongs in that conversation. So uh, it's a, that's a very tough decision for Seattle. You know, uh, when I ask around over there, they're like, "Look, we got a, a you know we got a type flight player and future leader on our team on a rookie contract. Like we're you know to trade him would be kind of silly." Um, so yeah, I think they'll try to make something work. But if it, if it gets to the point, kind of like Tyreek, if it gets to the point where the, the money's just too outrageous and they know they're not going to agree to terms then you could see a deal maybe later in the, in the offseason or summer. Might one of those teams be the New York Jets after they missed out on Tyreek Hill? Yeah, possibly. You know, I think the, the Jets are looking for elite speed and somebody who can beat man coverage because they play the Dolphins and the Patriots twice a year each, four games. Uh, and so, you know, they're looking at things with that in mind. Um, you know, they have a lot of draft capital, though. I mean, it's, every year we see – these great receivers, and this is why the receiver market is going to have to come to a head. Is that's great that you're getting guys making twenty plus million a year now, but you know, I mean, think about all the names that have come out of the draft in just the last few years: Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf. Um, you can find guys there who come in and are ready to be number one receivers right away. Uh, and so I'm guessing a lot of those teams will take that approach. Last one for me, Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL Insider. Kyler Murray said yesterday that, you know, wiping his social media clean of the Cardinals, that's just something that young people do. That wasn't any big thing. How do you expect this to play out with the Cardinals and Kyler Murray? Uh, you know, it's just, it's just something you do casually, like a couple days after the, the disappointing season ends, hmm. around the time where your agent's about to put out a statement about your future, of course, you know, naturally it's uh, just something you do. And, and look, I, I do think he's right in that, you know, guys that age do that. Like, you know, people people will uh, will scrub their media. I've seen, we've seen that before. So maybe he's right. But, you know, it's just this is a situation to watch for me because uh, they've been full frontal to, hey, we need a deal now. Uh, it's very early in the off season, so they're wasting no time. And so, uh, you know, to see how Arizona responds here, will be telling. I mean, look, if you've got a team like Carolina that has ownership that's desperate for a quarterback and they have everything else and they're a good roster, good team, aggressive owner, like, will they call Arizona? You know, I would think they would. Uh, just at least take the temperature. 
One last one from me as well, Jeremy. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. We know that they're picking at 20. We know that they've been at everyone's pro day. That is a quarterback that might be taken in the first round of the 2020, 2022 NFL draft. Do we anticipate that they might be doing something not expected? And by that, like when we were talking about Kyler Murray, is there any possible way that to support Mitch Trubisky, to create a quarterback competition, that that other quarterback does not come to them via the draft, that maybe they do become one of those teams that gets involved with a trade right before the draft or during the nights of the draft. Yeah, you know, it's certainly possible, but I just, I don't know with Pittsburgh in particular that I see that. You know, I I know that they are high on Mitch Trubisky. Like, they like that signing a lot. I feel like he has been to a Pro Bowl. He's got a winning record as a starter, athletic. Uh, they got them at a good price, you know, so um, they believe they can win with some of those pieces around them. They, like, the Steelers typically telegraph what they're doing in the draft by by the visits they make and the people they have dinner with. Um, and, and they've been going to all these pro days with these quarterbacks, and they spend time with Malik Willis. And I just, you know, I don't know if they're going to draft one in the first round, but I think they're taking a really hard look at it. Um, and so, you know, if they feel like they just fall in love with the guy, I think they would do that. And uh, But, you know, a guy like Malik Willis, I know uh, talking to some people around Willis, they don't think he's going to be around at 20 where the Steelers pick. You know, they think he'll be gone by then. So um, I, I don't see the Steelers moving up. I think they'll just see what falls to him. Jeremy, appreciate it. Great insight as usual. Hey, thanks, Courtney. Thanks, Chris. Have a great day. You too. ESPN NFL insider Jeremy Fowler joining us. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. The most honest answer that you have ever heard from a professional athlete in just 30 seconds. The job search can be a frustrating journey filled with long, lonely hours on the computer and countless attempts to get noticed by employers. ZipRecruiter gets it. No one wants to feel alone in their job search. That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They save you time by sending you jobs you can apply to with one click, and they pitch your profile to employers so you stand out. Job seekers... Feel the love. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com. The latest NFL blockbuster trade. The Kansas City Chiefs are sending Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins. This is now the fastest wide receiver duo in NFL history. I think the pressure is ramped up as high as you can put it onto a tongue of Iloa. Well, there's no doubt that Tua Tungavailoa is going to be the most watched quarterback early in the upcoming NFL season. But, Courtney, I I was just blown away by the answer from Tyreek Hill yesterday in his press conference down in Miami introducing him. And this was one reporter asking how difficult it was for him to leave Kansas City. It's tough. It's tough, man, but... If somebody comes to you with a lot of money, it, it, it changes. It changes. The feelings start to change a little bit. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. God bless him. Well done, Tyreek. Well done. Finally speaking, the truth that we all know to be the case, but nobody will ever say it. He got a massive contract, which is essentially $72.2 million over the next three seasons. If someone comes to you with life-altering money like that, and yeah, he's made money throughout his career before, but a dollar signs that are that big, 
how can you, you know, how can you say no? No matter whether you're playing with Patrick Mahomes or, you know, the worst quarterback in the league, doesn't matter at that point. Money talks and clearly talked very loudly to Tyreek Hill. And I think that that sort of honesty and transparency is what we want to hear from athletes when they end up moving on and signing places that, you know, maybe not where they originated from, not where they were drafted to, and leaving what was a good situation for him in Kansas City, you know, that to me screams louder than, man, I really wanted to come in here and play with Tua. I wanted to play with Jalen Waddle. I was so excited about Teron Armstead signing uh, as a free agent earlier in the week. I just wanted to be part of the Dolphins culture or even like the part of like getting home because is he not from Florida? Like, you know, money talks. And I think yep. that that's, you know, he kind of said the like unspoken part or the quiet part out loud. And I like it. You know, I it like the change, transparency. It can change your feelings. I, and No look, kidding. Great. And, and just think again, I think it bears repeating, how this played out. It was Drew Rosenhaus admitting yesterday, yeah, we were headed toward getting an extension done until the Devontae Adams trade and new contract happened, and we saw what the numbers were, and we said, hold on, we need to be at this number instead, and if we can't get to that number, you need to trade us. I mean, that is about as transparent as can be in, in dealing with that kind of situation and saying exactly what happened. And look, from Rosenhaus's perspective, from Tyreek Hill's perspective, uh, this is such a massive win, not just because of the money, getting the chance to go home. You have an athlete here in the NFL who got a second contract, who that rarely happens with, but now is Tyreek going to be as effective with the Dolphins because of who's throwing him the football. I think at this point at 28 years old, Courtney, that became a whole lot less important than maybe it was a few years ago when you still had the chance at the massive contract out there. And he got it. I mean, he got it given who was throwing him the ball those years in Kansas City. So he cashed in. He did exactly what he had to do, what he needed to do to get a deal of this size. And now I'm not saying he can coast by any stretch. but No, but it you know, scares me who's throwing him the football. Yes, and and as the, it should. Even though Teron yeah. Armstead yesterday in his introductory press conference in Miami was talking about Tua's accuracy. Like, Do they not get I'm, the NFL Sunday ticket in Kansas City? You know, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure about, yeah. you know, if he would you watch watched any of those games. Yeah. But, and, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But maybe, maybe just, you know, being nice. Like, see, that's the part about it. Tyreek Hill didn't do any of that sugarcoating. That's no. what Teron Armstead was doing. Instead of coming in being like, good Lord, this left-handed quarterback is have some, having some issues. I'm coming in here to try to protect him, and maybe he can throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. Well, That's and, what I would have loved to have heard, but you don't get that sort of honesty unless yeah. I guess it's Tyreek Hill. I don't think that was coming. I don't think <laughs> Tyreek wasn't throwing Tua under the bus either. At least he was honest when it came to himself. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. 
Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. There are some very, very interesting rules that we're going to see outside the NFL in another league in just a few short weeks. Maybe there's some things that the NFL needs to be looking at. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, on ESPN Plus, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. The college basketball season winding down. That means we must turn our attention to the Wendy's Wooden Watch. Go to ESPN.com, search Wooden Watch for the list of the Wooden Award nominees to watch as this season rolls on. NCAA tournament continues tonight. Junior star Johnny Juzang, a game-time decision for UCLA. The Bruins hoping to have him against North Carolina. Greeny is brought to you by Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Courtney, I am absolutely blown away with some of the ideas that the USFL is going to implement. I love them. I love them. I love them. And the league, as in the NFL, should be paying attention. So the NFL has their owners' meetings next week. And, of course, the big thing on the table is overtime. And there are two different proposals. One is that in overtime, no matter what, each team gets a chance to have the football. The other came from the Tennessee Titans, and it is in overtime – No matter what, each team gets a chance to have the football unless, I shouldn't say no matter what, the team that goes and scores on their first possession, if they score a touchdown, if they complete a two-point conversion, then they win the game. So in other words, making it even a little bit harder, but not making it definitive that the the other team has to get the ball. Here's what the USFL is putting out there. For overtime... The idea of a best two-out-of-three shootout from the two-yard line and the first team to win it would obviously, or to get two out of three or to get to the point where they, uh, you know, the other team can't beat them, they win, and it would go on and on if it's tied and so on. You also have the possibility of an onside kick. Instead of having that, a team having a chance to complete a 4th and 12 play from the 33-yard line. These are just a couple. There's one or two more we'll talk about, Mm -hmm. but I love these. 
I love I, them. I really do too. And I know that fans are looking at owners' meetings more closely this year because of the overtime rule proposed changes. Really because of the AFC divisional playoffs game playoff game between the Bills and the Chiefs, right? Like overtime needs an overhaul. And I actually I love the proposal from the Tennessee Titans. I think that it ups the ante even more, but I tend to think we're gonna come away with what Philadelphia and Indianapolis introduced, which is to allow both teams the opportunity to possess the ball right. in overtime. You know, that clearly makes sense. I mean, everyone should get a chance to have an opportunity just to have a possession in overtime and the best team at that point has to go down and win the game but these you these usfl rules like the three options that you have after scoring a touchdown um no less the the overtime rules i love the best of three shootout from the two yard line yep. and if it's tied after three possessions it's sudden death until there's a winner i don't think the nfl will go that drastic and take on a rule that could a extend you know extend broadcast times you know exponentially you know and then you know it's like in college this year the game we saw between illinois like and penn seven state. overtime yeah, yeah illinois and penn state i think went to nine of them yes um i don't think the nfl wants that but i am excited to see what that product looks like in the usfl and hopefully the nfl can kind of look to these startup leagues like the xfl which has the backing of the league and the usfl and and, you know maybe anything else that pops up and take from those rule books maybe not necessarily apply it outright because you know the nfl wants to stay traditional with a lot of the things that they do but at least get creative in ways to make the game less stagnant and more fun because everyone knows that overtime needs to be changed. And especially after the playoffs this year, when you see that Josh Allen doesn't get a chance to touch the ball after how well Buffalo was playing in that second half, it needs to change. All right. How about this one? You get a three point try and it's from the 10 yard line as opposed to the two yard line. So you could score up to nine points on a touch after, you know, on a touchdown and a three point Conversion. I love that too. Big fan. I love the uh, the fact that you'd have three options after scoring a touchdown, and it makes you know just it just makes the game a lot more fun and a lot more competitive. And we'll see. I mean, I don't think the NFL would ever take on that rule, but I'm excited to see how it works in the USFL. Let's keep open minds here. Let's keep open minds. If you're the oh league. come on, you know how these owners are. I and know. What they're gonna vote on. Yes, open minded is usually <laughs> not a phrase that comes to mind, but. Interested as to what you would want to see. Do you want to see any of those rules in the NFL? Three-point try or even the overtime option that we talked about in a shootout. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Hit us up, 888-SAY-ESPN. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.